You're listening to Victorious Living, a podcast that inspires you to live a life of success and victory. We will be sharing mind-blowing truths and ideas that will break you out of the crowd mindset into a higher perspective of approaching life and making the most of it. Now let's go. Hey guys. Hi. How are you doing? It's great to have you on another episode of Victorious Living. It's always great to have you, you know. <laughs> so how have you been? I've uh, been getting some great feedback from you concerning some of our former episodes that we put up. And I mean, it's been amazing to say the least. And I really want to thank you for sharing. Thank you for getting your friends and everyone else to be a part and to listen to Victorious Living. All right. So today we are going to be quickly diving into an interesting topic, which I feel it's really needed at this time. It's very important that we look at this angle because it sort of challenges you, challenges your mind from doing what you've always known is right to do, but actually isn't when it comes to relating with other people. All right. So today we're going to be discussing, do not underestimate anyone's pain. Do not underestimate anyone's pain. And this is really important because we get to interface and deal with people on a daily basis and pretty much regularly, right? And because we do this, we have the opportunity to have insights into people's lives, their situations, what they are going through. And most of the time, we also get to have their feedback. So how this matters is you have had times that you've gone through that things were not so great in your life. And other people have had times in their lives that they've gone through stuff that is not great. And the truth about it is we cannot overemphasize the importance of being able to have some of these discussions with people. And that's why we have close friends. That's why we have trustees, that are trusted friends. And that's why we have counselors, we have guardians, we have mentors. We have all this series of people that surround us in our daily lives and help us to maximize our time and to maximize our position you know to maximize the situation we are going through and then they are able to add some of the important perspectives that we need to be able to go through our situations effectively for us when we are weak they're able to give us the kind of support that we need to push through tough situations and these are the kind of people that we want to have these are the kind of people that empower you in your down times and this is why there is so much power in having a community there's so much power in having people you share with it's a very important part of life but one thing that you do not want and you would not appreciate as a person is when you express your thoughts and your feelings and people tend to downplay it you know they underestimate the importance of your situation you know they they point it or they deflect it 
to something or someone else that they have seen going through the situation and so this is something that concerns you and this is something that concerns me as well and i know where it was for me that i started and i believe a lot of people are there and there isn't any new knowledge that is challenging them to try to do more as people and this is what we're really looking to talk about and i have seen people who have experienced depression situations of people who have been suicidal in their thoughts and really not to blame anyone at all for some of the situations that they go through but when you do some breakdown and you go to the source of why they feel the way they feel and then you ask questions about who they've told about how they feel what you will find out is that there are people who they have already had communications with and somehow underestimated their pain or downplayed their emotions. So if earlier on in the situation, they had already taken the situations of these people seriously, they had minded it with you know, full caution, those situations would not have had to blow up to the level that they are. And I think that this is something that you need to pay attention to. You don't just want to hear what people are saying. You want to be able to listen to what they are saying. You want to be able to see the things that they are saying that they are not actually saying. Right? Do you know that people communicate other things apart from what they are actually saying? And these are, I mean, it's a lot more work for you to be able to do this. But if you really care about those who are around you, you have to be able to listen to the silent words that are not being said and someone said something someone said silent and listen have the same amount of words like the same words but just you know put around in a different way in the word right so you have l-i-s-t-e-n and silent is s-i-l-e-n-t so for you to be able to listen effectively you have to be silent the reason why many of us are not effective listeners is because we listen to reply. We don't listen to reason. We don't listen to empathize. We don't listen because we want to wear the shoes of the other person and try and walk a mile in their situation. We just listen because we feel it is an intellectual challenge that we are meant to always immediately prefer a solution to. And that's not always true. That's not always the case. A lot of the times people need you to just understand where they're coming from feel their pain and you know starting from where they are be able to empathize be able to show that you understand and that you can help them out of their situations there are people who discuss with you not because they want you to say oh a plus b plus c plus d is why you are where you are but when you add it together and you get letter e then you're out of the situation not everyone needs your answer no more everyone needs your preferred solution some people just need to be able to express themselves feel like they are not alone in life like they have people they can share the situations they are going through in life with and from that sense of oneness from that sense of uh, understanding and being able to share some of their thoughts they simply know i am not alone most of the people around you in your life today need to know that they are not alone adulthood being grown up you know in that sense there is a sense of loneliness that comes with it you're lonely you're trying to do life alone no one is actually there trying to 
help you out like maybe your guardian when you were in school or you had a counselor no one is really actively there there are choices you have to make even though you may have mentors you may have you know higher people that you respect in your life but at the end of the day it boils down to your personal decisions and for many people that is already hard enough that they have to do life alone in that sense and so when you see people who you know fall into some different you know positions in their lives that they are not comfortable with many of them just felt that they were alone they were alone and you have to step up to let people know that yeah, they're not alone and i don't say this in a way that you should believe that you need to be there for them in a way that is injurious to your health you can't have the savior mentality that you are the one that is, that is to save the world right i mean you're not jesus jesus saved the world and not even the whole world is accepting the fact that he has saved them and that's the harsh reality that you have to bring into your life when it comes to trying to help people you are not the savior you are not jesus christ you are not superman even superman cannot save the whole world right they can save an attack that is looking like i'm talking of superheroes now they can save an attack that is looking like it is going to affect the world but it's going to be an individual event right you don't see them trying to fly around the world trying to do things even if you look at someone like spider-man spider-man is busy saving his city I mean, sometimes it sounds like he's saving the world, but he's just Spider-Man. He's just one man. He cannot be in the whole world. He has probably not traveled the whole world. He cannot go web-slinging from one country to another over the seas that the aeroplanes do. If Spider-Man wants to save the world, he'll have to actually sit in an aeroplane and move from city to city to save the world. And how about if there's already trouble in the city that he just saved? So it's unrealistic to think that in your bid to help people, you can actually save them and be there all the time for them. No, you cannot do that. But what you can do is ensure that in key moments, you appear on your own volition without them asking. You can take the initiative to reach out to them and show them that you care. Right? But this is really more about you being able to listen. This is more about you being able to understand the other person's pain without deflecting it, without you know, just relating it to something similar that you've heard somewhere or not. Because what happens is people do not feel heard anymore. People do not feel heard anymore. And so when you encounter people who need help and are no longer actively asking for help, they don't believe that telling people what they are going through is going to help them solve that problem, you know? And people say that a problem shared is a problem solved. At least the moment you're able to share your problem, you have gone 50% of the way. That is what people believe. And to a certain degree, this is true. But then what happens to the remaining part of it? And so one of the things I've seen that people do when they listen to others, which downplays their emotions and feelings, is that they relate it immediately to themselves right? They relate immediately to themselves. And one of the things you have to learn is that whatever the other person is going through, it's not equal to what you are going through or what you have gone through. A situation that you are faced with is going to be different from what another person is faced with as well. Think about it, right? So in the same class where you and someone else were in, you had the same lecturer, you had the same course notes, 
you had the same test, you had the same exams, you have some people that pass very well, you may do well, and some people fail. Some people even have to come and write the course again and they're writing like twice, three times. And the point is, it was the same situation, it was the same experience, but we had different results. And so this shows you that even in life, you may go through similar situations with people, but your experience is always different. Their encounters with the experience, the interpretations are always based on their personalities. And so people tend to have different experiences. And so when it comes to your dealing with others, start from the position of knowing that this person is coming from an entirely different world. Their background is different. Their responses are different. And so even though you may have faced that same situation without you thinking, you know, deeply, maybe, ah, okay, it just happened to you and you've been able to brush it off. There's a natural expectation and tendency that comes to you that makes you believe that every other person too should be able to brush it off the way you brushed it off. But that's not true. That's an unrealistic expectation for everybody to be like you. How many people are you like? How many people are you acting like right now in your life or that your experiences are the same? Very few, if not no one. So you need to understand that the uniqueness of every one situation is like an independent thing. Do you get? And another area that you need to be able to note is that value differs per person. The matrix of value differs per person. And what that means is that what you may look at as being valuable may not be valuable to another person, right? I remember when uh, we were in the university and some of my colleagues are really always just ranting about cars. Ah, car, this car, that car, ah, 20-something model. Oh, this, this. oh, I want to buy this car. Oh, yeah, in the future, this is my next car. This is my... I'm like, guys, like, this is a car. Right now, where you are in your life, you cannot buy this car, Right? And next year, there will be a new brand. So why are you fuzzing over this one when there's going to be another one next year? Maybe next year, you cannot afford this car you're talking of. Or in five years, you can't afford this car you're talking of. So why are you putting so much energy <laughs> into talking about this car? And I'm like, Victor, what's your own perception about car buying? And I'm like, oh, guys, what I think is when I want to buy a car, I would have the funds I want to buy the car with. And I will pick whatever car my money can buy. Like, it's that simple. But you guys are here making noise over cars you cannot afford. You don't even have money to buy anyone right now. Maybe, you know, and you are, you are really, really shouting about that. And so that just shows a difference in how we view things, how we value things. And so let's, let's continue with the car analogy. If they buy a car based on how they value the car, and I buy a car based on how I value a car, if they go through with maybe buying that car and the car has a scratch there is a way they would take that scratch so seriously because of how they value that car for me i'm i'm like all right a car is just a car man it's just a means of movement transportation maybe some levels of comfort if it has a scratch i could be like oh okay it's a scratch it's just a scratch the car did not damage it's not as if the car stopped functioning it just had a scratch may not really matter as much to me. And now imagine that I am seeing someone who is almost in tears 
about the scratch on his car. And I'm like, your car got scratched and you are crying. Really? Are you serious? It is just a car. It is just a material thing. It's just some metals and plastics and engines that they put together. And that's what makes it a car. But then this person is crying. My car has a scratch. Do you know how many millions? Or do you know how much I spent on it? So many millions I spent. This scratch. For me to repair this scratch. Just this scratch. Do you know how much it's going to cost me? I'm going to have to change the entire bumper. I'm going to have to go and change the entire side of the car. It will cost me money. And you're like, fam, it's just a car. <laughs> you will get another one after this one or something. Right? So, this is what happens to us mostly. We come off as judging other people's experiences as our experiences. We make our own experience the baseline by which other people's experiences are judged. And so, following up with that analogy, I would never be able to effectively understand where he's coming from if I'm trying to walk his one mile in my own shoes. So I would need to get off my own shoes and say, okay, you know what? This car really matters to this guy. And let's add a little backdrop to it about how we may have even gotten the funds to buy the car. So let's assume now that I'm from a very rich family and I've always had a lot of money in savings right and so buying a car is not really a big deal for me and so when it was time for me to buy the same model of the car that this guy's crying about i really did not have to hustle to get that car i'm just like oh okay i, I think i want to get this car now and i went to get the car right the sense of value and effort and hard work that's been put to get that car is not as much now let's think about this other guy who had to work hard for five years because this was his dream car he had to work hard for five years suffered maybe he had been squatting with friends moving from house to house you know not giving himself the level of enjoyment that he should have because he wanted to get the car that's a personal decision to be honest but then he got the car and the car means so much to him and at the end of the day this car is what is being scratched Based on even where we are coming from as individuals, based on how much he has had to work to get the car he has, and based on where I am, based on someone like did not really have to work so hard, our perceptions, our reactions to the situation will be different. He may be thinking, I bought a car and I did not expect that level of maintenance that I would have to put into it would be as much as this maybe he doesn't even have money anymore <laughs> to be able to get that repaired and it's a burden to him you can never see but for me maybe oh it's just a scratch i can get it fixed like tomorrow or something or it doesn't really matter if my car has a scratch or not i would never be able to effectively judge why he is where he is if i choose to walk in my shoes and so there are so many things that come into play when someone is in a position of pain and to you, it may feel like it is the smallest thing. And that's something I tell people. I say, if your bio gets missing in your mind, or if your pen gets missing, you can be like, oh, it's just the pen. It's just how much? How much is the pen? But for someone who doesn't have the ability to afford that pen cheaply, and the person is watching the ink and says, oh, on a normal day, I use one pen for one month. 
and then the pen is getting missing after one day and then you're seeing the person crying over a simple pen your natural disposition to that person would be you are an unserious person just go buy another pen and stop disturbing us with your tears but at the end of the day that's not the truth what the person needs or what person has gone through to get that pen is going to put them down and so one of the first things you want to do when you are relating with people who are expressing discontent who are expressing some levels of pain with you is do not walk in your shoes into their situation you have to take off your shoes walk in their own shoes get a better context of why they are the way they are i mean there's nothing bad in asking more questions to be able to get into their reality and then you'd be able to fully empathize with them and so stop making your own disposition stop making your own values stop making where you are or how you would react to their own situation the basis of how you're going to interpret what they are going through do not do that and so that's step one step two is going to now be you referring directly to your experience to them as a solution of how they must go through their situation now don't get me wrong there are ways in which your having gone through a situation can inspire someone to actually get out of their situation experiences are good people learning from your examples are also helpful but it is not all the time especially when you have not even tried to empathize one two is that it may not be as easy if you cannot pick out the lessons from an experience and find a way to apply it to the person so what i am saying here is this someone comes and says oh my car got scratched and your immediate disposition to that is ah my car took got scratched one time and this is how i just did it now it may sound nice and you may feel like that's an easy fix to the person's situation but remember we talked about uniqueness of people's situation remember we talked about how independent or standalone it may be right you may have to go beyond just the doing and break it down a lot more there are different types of pain some people have physical pain some people have emotional pain some people even know what to do but they need to be sorted out on an emotional level first so how about you say hey my brother my sister i understand how you feel your car really matters so much to you and i can only imagine what it must have taken for you to be able to get to this point what have you done by making that statement you have not faulted the person for feeling how they feel you are trying to put yourself in their situation to understand why they would feel the way they feel like that about a certain thing and so you're saying i really understand how this can feel for you it's hurtful for you to put in a lot of effort and a lot of energy to get something done and at the end of the day you find out that it just runs to nothing or someone can be so careless to do something like this to what you have worked so hard for what you've done for that person is you've been able to validate their feelings helping them to know that they are not feeling wrong or they are not wrong for feeling how they feel about their situation note 
I have not yet tried to prefer a solution. There's no solution that we have preferred yet. We are validating the feeling, making the person know that how they are feeling is not wrong at all. And we are not underestimating or downplaying their feelings. We believe that they are valid. For you to feel like this is valid, whether to me, I believe you should not even be crying about it in the first place or you should not even be hurt about it in the first place. No, that's none of my business. I'm to, it's about you now. It's about getting you out of where you are. You know, and so the next thing you know, I'll be, ah, it happened to me. Ah, this thing, this is your issue. Ah, it has happened to me before now. Ah, let me tell you the gist. Let me tell you how it happened. You are not helping by starting off at that point. I mean, if you are able to validate how someone feels already, you have helped to heal a part of them. And you may find out that they'll be the one that will ask you and say, oh, so what do you think I should do right now? Eh, see my situation, see where I am. What do you think I should do? So for some of them, they don't even need to hear that you have gone through it before. Some of them don't even need that information. Now, you may need to take your process, you may need to take your journey and break it down into bits, you know? And say, oh, in a situation like this, what one of the key things we must be looking to do is, is to solve the matter or is to bring a solution to this issue. Our ultimate goal at the end of this discussion is to at least have a sense of how we're going to repair this car. And then you can come with different options because the natural options that will come to you may not be the ones that would come to the person. That's why the person may even be thinking, oh, I need to find money to fix this. In the process of all that, because the person can't even think objectively, you have the opportunity to think objectively. You can say, oh, is your car insured? Person, like, yeah, my car is insured, my car is insured. But I'm still looking for money. You're like, wow, if your car is insured, you don't actually need to find money to pay for this. And person like, oh, that's true. But that's because you've been able to dip yourself in the person's situation to understand it. Are you with me? You've been able to dip yourself into the person's situation to understand, and then you can prefer a solution that is useful for them. And this is what not underplaying someone's feelings or emotions is actually all about. I'm not saying that every time it is, they are always right, like how people feel is always right. Some people feel wrong <laughs> in, in some situations and they are actually not meant to be feeling like that. But I mean, since they feel like that, let's allow it. Let's see how we can help. So let's say you just went off and say, ah, the guy has been saying, I want to buy, I want to find a way to buy a new part. I want to find a way to repair this thing. And you just go, yes, let me tell you how I went with my own. So I have this very special mechanic and this is how the mechanic did. Now you would lead them off. <laughs> and you will not be helping them. I don't know if, you, if you're getting what I'm trying to say. So let's start from that position of empathy, trying to fully understand a person's situation, why they are reacting the way they are reacting, giving some form of validation to their feelings and to their thoughts. Trust me, if you can go this far with anyone already, you have done a lot of work to help the person out. Because, number one, the person doesn't feel like how I feel is wrong. The person doesn't feel judged for how they feel. The person just feels, oh, I am not alone in this. There is someone in this with me. Are you getting what I'm trying to say? So I think that it's important to kick off like this when it comes to discussions. You know, and another part that people who have had some issues have is how people tend to tell them, what's well, so what's special? So is that why you are feeling like this? Someone just did this, 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 this to you. And that's why you are, you are acting like this. 
be strong. Are you not strong? Are you not a man? Are you not a woman? Are you not this? Are you not that? When this thing happened to me, I did not even cry. When this thing happened to me, I did not even budge. Ah, aha. Let, let me talk about this, this, this part, yeah? Is the one that people say, I have seen worse. I have seen worse than this. Please, sir. Please, ma. Did we ask you for a comparison? Is that what we asked you for? Did we ask you to, to let us know how your pain has been and whether our own is less than it is or because your own pain was greater, then our own is now less? Is it a competition of pain? Is it a competition of situations? Is it a competition of experiences? When something is holding you so tightly that you feel so overwhelmed and shaking and you go to meet someone and the person just underplays and just downplays and downsizes your feeling, your emotions to how they have gone through worse. And so yours should be lighter to you. That is just all shades of wrong. And please, if by any means, because I also was at this point at some point, and that's why I believe I can share some of these things with you and how changing this way of going about things is more helpful to people who need it. So rather than just try and say, ah, see what you're facing. Hey, <laughs> you are just owing how much? $300, that's what you're owing. Or 300,000 Naira, that's what you're owing. Ha <laughs> ha, small thing. Small thing. I'm telling you that someone is discussing a point of pain. And you're like, small thing, that one is even small. Let me tell you my own. My own is 10 times more than your own. When it was in my own situation, <laughs> oh, you don't know anything. And you feel like you are doing the person a favor, but that's not what you're doing. You're actually letting them know that whatever pain you think you're feeling is a lot less. And they don't need that at that point. And guess another thing that you are doing to yourself, you are making yourself feel good in a situation that you should be making the other person feel better. So you are feeling good with yourself. You're like, ah, I'm bad, I'm bad. Let me tell you what I went through. Oh, let me tell you what I went through. Mine was deeper. <laughs> Mine was more. I faced more fire. There is a point where you can say that. But now is not the time. You need to get into what the person's situation and let them know you understand their pain. A time for you to explain your own deeper situation, how you got out of it would come but understand where they are coming from first. And we are thankful, we are grateful that you have gone through much worse situations and you are standing strong, you are standing firm, but that does not in any way make you, or that should not in any way make you displace another person's feelings and emotions. They have a right to them. I'm sure you went through something bigger because you may have actually experienced something smaller at some point. That was your biggest issue. And let's think about life. Let's think about the process of growth, development, maturity. There was a time that chocolates and sweets and some interesting snacks were your biggest problem. There was a time for me that my biggest problem was because I wanted to ride a bicycle. There were times that my biggest problem was because I wanted to celebrate my birthday. Sometimes my biggest problem was that I could not draw in my book when I was in nursery school. There was a time in my life where my biggest problems were the exams I needed to write to leave 
primary school or to enter into the university. Those were some of my biggest problems. And so if right now you have a child and your child's biggest problem is how to say the multiplication table and it's five times one, five, and your child is having that difficulty and you are coming from a position as a grown-up or as an adult and you're like, <laughs> see you, see you, see you, you this child, you're just doing five times. Five times four, five, five times two, ten. Five times five, twenty-five. So you don't know five times ten is fifty. <laughs> you are learning. Let me tell you what we were learning in the university. You were learning so, 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 and so, and so. Oh, fam. Are you really helping that child? Are you really helping that child to understand what the child should understand? Or you are trying to feel good with yourself because you have done more and you are not recognizing that at some point you were actually in your child's position. This is the transition I'm trying to get you to understand. Because we are all so used to feeling good and other people's downtimes even make us feel better about ourselves. It is not right. It is not right. And so I just want to implore you today. Do more of being able to empathize. See, let me tell you something that, that has happened to me since I made this transition. When I talk to people, people say to me, you do not let me feel like I feel wrong. You do not let me feel like my thinking is wrong. You don't let me feel like I am out of the world to feel in a certain way. Why do they say that? Because I do not judge them. I let them talk. I listen. I let them express themselves and say, yeah, for you to feel like this is valid. It is right. I will not downplay how you feel. And they feel heard. They feel accepted. They feel loved. It's because that is how I have made it for them. And so for you to transition into this yourself, you need to be a lot more patient. You need to be a, a lot more empathetic. You have to take it easy with people and let them know that their voice is heard. Trust me, many people are willing to do more when they understand that where they are is safe. Then when they feel unsafe, when they feel judged, when they feel castigated, and we all need to understand that we are all on a process. We are all on a journey of growth. We are all on a journey of development. And it is not ending here. So you may be in a better place than the person you are talking to now. But there is also someone that is in a better place than where you are. And so if how you treat the person under you is how someone that is ahead of you treats you, how would you feel? And when we see the story of the rich man in the Bible that pardoned someone for a huge sum of money, and then the person also could not pardon someone who even who owed him much less and he threw the person in jail, we could understand the anger that the other person felt. And to make a final transition of this is that have you realized that no matter where you are in life, God is willing to walk with you from there forward. No matter how bad your past has been, no matter how bad your life has been, the moment you accept God, you accept Jesus Christ into your life, what you experience is that from where you are, no matter how bad you are or may have been, he walks you that way forward. No castigation, no judgment, just help, help and more help and empowerment. Sending people, resources, understanding, words into your situation that would make you know that he cares. And so you have received that kind of love for I mean, most of us have received that kind of love. But there are people in your life that have helped you 
from where you are forward. They didn't say, ah, where you are is not where you should be. So this is even the kind of problem you're facing in your life. This is not the kind of problem you should be facing in your life. You should be facing bigger problems. You are broke, broke at this level, broke. You should be making millions. Your problem should be where you should invest. I mean, no one is making you feel like that right now. If they are, that's not the right way to go about it. And so from here forward, you have to be able to get the patience, get the understanding, get that wisdom, show people the kind of care they need. It is not important that you say all you have to say immediately. There are some things that when someone is telling you today, immediately you know that's what they have to do, but you may not have the chance to say that until the next three days, until the next one week, until the next two weeks. Because everybody is on a journey. Everybody is on a process, right? And even when you share some tips that you expect them to understand and they don't get it, don't beat them down for it. Some people take a lot more longer time to be able to process. How many things have you been told to do in your life that at the moment you were being told, you could not even understand why you needed it. And then later in the future, you found out that, wow, this is major. I'm actually doing now what I was told to do three years ago. But as of three years ago, I never understood it. So it's not good enough that you now try to judge those people based on where they are and the things that they cannot understand yet. And then you just feel like, well, just being with you is useless. Right? There are people that I had to sit with overseas four years, five years, consistently trying to give them what they need at their level. And it's not easy. It's like having to feed someone in bits, having to feed someone in bits. But over time, you can see the growth and development, even though it may not be as massive as you expect. But hey, it's not you. You're not in charge of that, of how people grow. You can only contribute to a little quota. And so I just want to let you know that it's important to be able to empathize well enough it's important that you are able to see people where they are and help them out steadily. Also, do not make people feel like you are the one to do all the work. Everyone still has their work to be done. But this is to implore you to do what you can in every way you can to ensure that people feel heard, people feel understood and never out of place with how they feel. Even if what they feel is against <laughs> what you believe. It's only through a process of patience and understanding that you can get them out from point A to point B. Avoid letting them know that their story is less than yours. Avoid them feeling like they are not going through something that is worth thinking of. Try to go behind the scenes to understand where they're coming from so you can effectively share a process with them that is going to help them, all right? And so we've come to the end of this episode. Hope you've been able to pick a thing or two from this that you can take into your life, as I like to say. Here. So keep living victoriously. I would love to have your thoughts and your feedback as we go on. All right. Enjoy yourself. Thank you. You have just listened to another episode of Victorious Living. Hope you learned a thing or two that you can take into your life right now. If you did, be sure to subscribe and to share this with your friends. Remember that sharing is caring. Check out my blog at thevictorypath.com 
please drop a comment, give some feedback. We'd like to know your thoughts. All right, catch you soon on the next episode. Later.